I can't help but bring in my friend Ron to this conversation because just a few moments ago, <laughs> we were we were guessing that it was him you were mm-hmm. talking about. He said, "Oh no, I have this neighbor who's retired, and he just has so much time. His lawn is perfect." He said, "I just admire his lawn." Do you think that's true? <laughs> you may admire that lawn. Oh, thank you. That's, that's next week's on Envy. <laughs> oh, oh. The world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them, for or against, in or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life, the gray issues of faith, to truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel? Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. Hey there, Brian and Janelle podcast listeners. Brian here with a quick item for you before we get to the main content in today's episode. I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast series I created in partnership with Moody Radio that's available starting right now. It's called The Grandfather Effect. And here's the quick backstory. I only have really one strong memory of my paternal grandfather, Tom. And it was when my dad and I were standing shoulder to shoulder in a crowded room right in front of his open casket. And I remember standing there a bit mystified because, you see, Grandpa Tom had lived only about 15 miles away from my house growing up. And yet I never saw him. He never talked to me, called me, never came to birthday parties. He was no part of our life. He had disowned my family when I was about three years old and my family was left with lots of questions. Because from our perspective, the reason he disowned us didn't seem to make much sense. The circumstances were so seemingly trivial, it just didn't add up. So what happened? Well, about five years ago, I decided to try to find out. And that journey became much more complicated than I could have possibly imagined. And I chronicled the entire thing with a recorder in my hand and take you along in the journey. The podcast series is called The Grandfather Effect. Would you consider giving it a listen? I'd be super grateful for your support. And if you like what you hear, maybe you'd be willing to leave a a nice review or even tell a friend about it. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Thanks a lot. We're so excited to continue a series with our good friend, She's an associate professor and program. No, that's not true. She is actually the uh, program director (laughs) for uh, the Caritas Center for Christian Formation. She's a retired Moody Bible Institute professor, and she's continuing her series on virtues and vices. Nancy Kane, welcome back. Well, nice to be with you. And we we were mentioning just a minute ago, we were looking around to see who she's going to be talking to today. For real. (laughs) Do you have an idea? I do not. Far be it for me to go down that road. Oh, man. <laughs> but, okay, so the, the vice for today is avarice, which is, mm-hmm. is generally known by something else, right? Well, it's avarice or covetousness or greediness. Oh. And so, as we every time we have you on talking about the different vices, we're always like, oh, who's she talking about? Who's she talking about? We all struggle with all of them, right? Yeah, that's all, a really good point. All seven. Yeah. Okay. It's to the degree as well as I think that's why I think this series and I find myself for myself going back to the virtues and vices because I find that they're so relevant now 
And avarice is, is an inordinate desire for wealth or possessions. And we live in a, in a world that, that is constantly enticing us for more. I mean, the reason, you know, we have, um, we, we have a consumption culture. Somehow what we have is never enough because the media or someone else's home or someone else's clothes or whatever it might be is always kind of enticing us to say, there's more there. There's more or there's better. And that's where, where Everest comes in. The problem comes in with Everest is that is, it's a, um, the antidote is generosity. So as long as we're in a consuming mode, we're not um, allowing ourselves to go to generosity or to give away. We're, we're more taking, we're absorbing, we're consuming. And now I, I can't help but bring in my friend Ron to this conversation because just a few moments ago, <laughs> we, were, we were guessing that it was him you were uh-huh. talking about. He said, oh no, I, I have this neighbor who's retired and he just has so much time. His lawn mm-hmm. is perfect. He said, I just admire his lawn. Do you think that's true? You may admire that lawn. Oh, thank you. That's, that's, next, that's next week's on Envy. <laughs> Oh, oh. oh. What? she's got you on the list. <laughs> so, okay, he's not coveting that. Okay, so what's the difference between covetousness and, and envy? Covetousness is like the, is the beginning of it, and then it moves to envy. So when I want to consume something, when I want more of something, and then when I let that take hold of me, then eventually I will go to envy because I'm never satisfied. Does covetousness always involve another person? Can, because you brought up our culture. Is the feeling of just not being content and wanting more in itself avariciousness? Yes. In a job that Ray worked in, there's the wife of the president, and um, I was having lunch with her one day, and she, she said, I just love shopping. And she said, I have five pairs of black slacks. Um, and she said, I just like the style. And I just feel like you can never have enough. And I, I was like, oh, at what point does it stop? At what point is enough enough? Um, and this is where avarice comes in because we're looking for satisfaction in the things that we get rather than finding satisfaction in Christ himself and his provision. And then, as the scriptures say, whatever he, he gives us, we give away. So then, you know how awkwardly pragmatic I am. So let's just say you got a guy who's got like two acres and he's got a push mower and he really would think life would be a little easier for him and he'd have more time to, to pray if he had a, if he had a riding right. lawnmower. So well, is, that, is that covetousness, Nancy? If that person, whoever that person might be, I mean... Ryan. I already have you know, a riding Ryan, mower, so Ryan. it's not me. It's probably Ron. Right, right. <laughs> I think it's an issue of what you need versus what you want. And I think that that's where each person has to answer that individually. And I think that, to be honest, before the Lord, obviously with all these things, to bring them before the Lord of what is my need versus what what do I want. And there's nothing wrong with wants. Again, it's a matter of how much it's taken hold in you, how much you allow it to become a preoccupation where suddenly you have a room full of things and you just didn't even know how you got there. Okay, can you, can you un, I hate to say the word unpack, but here I go. Can you unpack that idea of want isn't bad? Want is not greed. So how is it not No, because we're born with desire. We desire beauty. We desire to be loved and loved. We desire to celebrate the gifts that God's given us. The shift comes in is when we begin to see that there, it's something we're entitled to or we're due. And that's, again, where um, the shift from submission to Christ and accepting everything from his hand to 
a um, entitled demand I deserve. Uh, years ago, we had a an old, at that point of 75 years old um, house. Everything was needing in repair. And I was sitting with a friend one day and she looked around the kitchen She and I was debating whether we had, would have the funds to wallpaper. And she said, Nancy, you deserve this. You deserve a nice kitchen. And she said, go ahead, do it. And I, and I walked away from the, the conversation and I, I thought, yeah, I deserve that. And then like within seconds, the spirit convicted me and said, you do not deserve it. You deserve nothing. Everything Ryan. that you have is a gift. But Nancy, I mean, you are like, you're our friend. You're super sweet and nice. I, I want you to have a nice kitchen. <laughs> I think you deserve one. But in light of the, the larger perspective of the world, in light of the lack of resources in our country, in, I mean, name the country in, in, the, in, the, in our larger world yeah. that's not suffering with poverty. So, yes, would it be nice to, let's take this example, would it be nice to have a nice kitchen? Sure. But am I being responsible steward with what I've been given so that other people don't suffer as much? And that's really what we're getting at with this uh, vice and this virtue is if I give generously of whatever I have, whatever resources I have, financially or otherwise, perhaps then I'm reducing someone else's suffering. I'm reducing in a small way the poverty in other parts of the world. You made it to the middle of this episode. Wow, you did it. So if you made it this far, that probably means you're at least tolerating, if not, dare I say, enjoying what you're hearing. And if that's the case, I'd love to ask you for a favor. We'd love your help spreading the word about the Brian and Janelle podcast. You know, there's such a crowded space in the podcast world, so many different things to listen to and choose from. Would you consider sharing this podcast or maybe even this episode with two of your closest friends, maybe you'd send a text or a Snapchat, ask your mom to call them. I don't know what you're going to do, but please send them this and tell them why you like our podcast. Helping us spread the word would just be a huge way to support what we're doing. Thanks a lot. Back to the show. With us, Nancy Kane from the Caritas Center for Christian Formation. We're in the midst of a series on virtues and vices. Next week is Ron's. We'll talk about envy next week. <laughs> she hasn't wow. quite labeled avarice yet, uh, but, but covetousness. Uh, so Nancy then is focusing on the virtue of charity and generosity. Is that like the antidote? As if like when we feel an urge that we deserve something, should we give something away? I think that's good. I think that that's exactly right. As well as I, we've talked about this with um, spiritual practices, but looking at your life to say, what am I holding on to? What do I keep, you know, consuming because I feel that I want more of it versus what can I give away? There was a couple in a church that we were attending that I knew that they went through their finances and they said, how do we give to the point that it's painful? Hmm. And they were amazed at how much they could give away without it really affecting their lifestyle. Wow. And I think that, I think that there's, there's a lot of truth to that. There's so much that we consume that we really don't need. And that when we really get down to it and say, um, I'm forcing myself, in a, and I mean that in a good way, to give more money to charities, to give more food items to the local pantry, we actually find greater freedom than when we consume. And that's the hidden secret of this, is that generosity is a rich reward versus avarice is never satisfied. 
is that where it stops? Is, is generosity like, okay, just give like the stuff you don't need, give away? Or how does it translate into like, am I really being generous when it comes to my heart? So you're asking yourself, how do you know if you're really being generous? Because I'm a doer. So I can see me saying, oh, look, okay, cool. I'll just give away a bunch of things. And so knowing that God sees my heart, part of me wants to be honest and say, how do I know my generosity is a heart condition versus just trying to check a box and say, let me make sure I'm giving stuff away so that I'm not coveting. Well, I think the safety check in that is doing it anonymously, as well as checking your heart to see if it's, if you inaccurately believe that God's somehow patting you on the shoulder for it. Because this is not an issue of doing something well. It's more of the truth of that whatever we have is only temporary management to be used for someone else's gain. Well, and you and know, that's where, we ran out of time about this yesterday, is that I think that post-COVID, I think people have pulled in even more and become more isolated and don't think community anymore. Don't think in terms of when I buy more of this item, I'm also forcing the world economic system to bear that. So whether I'm buying more paper or whether I'm buying more toilet tissue or whatever it might be that I'm buying, mm-hmm. somewhere else it's affecting the larger system. And so my, my choices matter. Nancy, I know in, in Ecclesiastes, there, there's some encouragement to enjoy life and there, there's other portions of scripture as well. So like, how do we distinguish between pleasure is okay. Like it's okay to have a good mm-hmm. sandwich and you know, a big glass of juice or something, right? Okay, like Welch's. <laughs> so I, how do we distinguish between that and saying, I deserve this and it becomes covetousness? It's, it's where you see it coming from. The deserve, uh, is when you go to deserve is you are stepping away from God. You are looking and comparing yourself to the world around you and saying, well, in my solitary little perspective, I work hard, I should have this. Versus in my solitary little perspective, Everything I have is the very breath I breathe is a gift from God. And that's what's true. The former idea is delusion. It's a turning away from God and and turning towards self. And then from that place, then going to, well, I deserve this. I should have this. I, you know, um, I work harder than most people. Well, no, you work hard to be a good steward of the resources God has given you. And you work hard because it's your vocation to live a, a rich and meaningful life that he's given you. I, I could see this easy to become something too, though, where someone takes it to the extreme and says, okay, well, I need to really have nothing then. Uh, I'm going to give everything away. Anytime I want I want something, I'm going to give it away. I, I, it's a vow of charity and poverty. But I don't think we're called to that, are we? No, I think some people may are called to poverty. I believe that. But I think that this is not, again, it goes to the issue of heart. Yeah. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Hmm. If I'm doing it because I'm shoring myself up in my own self-righteousness, well, then it means nothing to God. But if I'm doing it by prompted by the Spirit, by His leading, which is all things we do prompted by His Spirit and His leading, then I will be led to a balance with this. You see the difference. The one yeah. is more of like I'm working hard to make sure that I do this well, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna give away everything. I'm going to. But what am I doing at the end of the time with that? I'm patting myself on the back that I'm just such a generous person. Yeah. And no, you're actually becoming pharisaical. You're actually it's it's always it's always that movement towards the motivation of why I do what I do. 
Yeah, and that's why I love your your program and and the way you teach virtues and vices because I think in modern Christendom we we would love to reduce everything to a formula. Yeah. Like Nancy, just tell mm-hmm. me what to do, mm-hmm. and what you're saying is, yeah, I'm telling you, follow Jesus, and follow the right. f- follow the convictions of your heart when they're godly. Mm-hmm. And listen, and always, Jesus only did what the Father told him to do, and the same is true for us. We always. Our call is to listen to His voice and to live a life where we can live and listen to His voice and follow His bidding. Jesus is always speaking. Thanks so much, and we look forward to uh, chastising Ron next week with Envy. (laughs) (laughs) Always good to be with you. You bet. Notice she didn't jump into that bandwagon, Ron. Yep. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at briannjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or again at our website, briannjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week. Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.